0: Hi, this is Kirk Govea, number 54, Washington Redskins. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King, of on Sports 106
1: With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies' volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies' lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu.
0: Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King show live. Sports 1061, the show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1.
2: And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Sports King Show. Uh, thank you for joining us around the world, coast to coast, wherever you're listening to us this morning. We can't thank you for joining us uh, enough today, Friday, the day after the draft, the NFL draft. What do you think? You can give us a call, 804-327-0888 is the number. We've got a show for you today. We've got Dr. Paul Ross coming on. He's going to give us some, uh, of course, on his annual uh, uh, or weekly uh, football care tips that he gives us every single week called the ross rules of foot care you don't want to miss that, and uh, so many people get uh, so much out of that in terms of taking care of themselves remember you only have two feet you got to take care of them dr paul ross we also have mo gibson the trainer to chase young the number two pick by the washington redskins last night and it's a situation where um everything worked out the way we thought it might we thought there might be a package deal there but we were not sure so uh everything ended up going just uh, pretty much like we thought it would go. I do want to tell you in looking at the draft last night, uh, right off the top, uh, when you look at what happened, uh, you know, you have to start at the beginning with the the number one pick in the draft. And of course, Joe Burrow, Uh, we talked about Joe Burrow being number one. He was number one. And when you look at Joe Burrow, he is now, they're calling him, now get this. Cincinnati fans, the new Tiger King. So uh, he's going to get a lot of play there, folks. I promise you this. I promise you this. You will see more than likely Joe Burrow Tiger King shirts almost immediately within the next 24 hours, probably with the mullet and everything else. They've got so many things going there, but they're calling Joe the Tiger King now. So Joe Burrow. Uh, number nine, my favorite number, by the way. So I'm very uh, happy for Joe. I know he's going to do great things there, but the guy was too great to pass up. Uh, you look at his numbers, uh, this past year was just phenomenal. And a guy that went from, uh, being maybe a late round pick to number one, just an incredible, incredible night for him, but he's accurate. He's tough. He's an elite player. Uh, he excels at recognizing, uh, when defenders are, uh, missing just a beat I'm telling you what, it is uh, something that he just has a mastery of the offense. And he's going to be able to step in and play right away. And it's something that uh, Cincinnati fans have been dying for. Somebody that can come in and really make an impact. So congratulations to Joe Burrow. Congratulations to the Washington Redskins. Chase Young, the pick at number two. And some people thought they might have moved out. They did not move out. Uh, DeMatha High School's Chase Young. My son went there. I'm very proud of DeMatha and what they've done. Uh, Bill McGregor, his staff, and uh, all of DeMatha Nation is happy today for Chase Young. Of course, went to Ohio State, and it, coming up at about 10.30, we've got Mo Young, the trainer for Chase, uh, Chase Young. Mo Gibson, the trainer for uh, Chase Young, will be our special guest coming up at 10.30. And Mo Gibson is going to talk about all of the things he did in terms of the preparation for uh, Chase Young in terms of uh, getting him ready for being number two. And I'm telling you, his workouts are great. And uh, Chase Young is ready to become a lethal player for the Redskins. This guy is next level. We'll talk about that and so much more. And we want to start off the show welcoming our friend back. You know who he is, folks. I brag on him all the time. He changed my life. He can change yours. Uh, Dr. Paul Ross is our special guest to start off the show today. And uh, I've got so many nicknames for him, but I've added a few. And I hope he likes this. I hope he likes... um, these new nicknames, Bishop of Bunions, Master of the Metatarsal, the Ambassador of Ankles, the Prince of Podiatry, the Champion of the Cureform, and the Top Dog of the Tibia. I'm telling you, I'm working overtime on this. I feel like Chris Berman of the podiatry world. And uh, he joins us now from Maryland, uh, Dr. Ross how are you doing, my friend? And how are wow. uh, what an introduction? Your family? Wow! Wow! How wow. about that? I'm huh? doing
3: great, Jamie. Thanks, man. Uh, Thank you so in much down here.
2: And I know uh, you've got uh, you've got your 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 clients coming in. Uh, everything's uh, you've been doing everything as much as normal as possible. Talk about the challenges and talk about how things are going for you.
3: Yeah, sure. Well, the challenges are that um, the, the office is set up in such a manner that we're able to see our patients. We've done everything in the office uh, regarding uh, CDC and our uh, Virginia and Maryland state health authorities as far as what we need to do to be sure that we're keeping ourselves safe, our staff safe. And most importantly, our patient safe as well. So we are able to see patients. Those who are not able to come in, we've arranged and made available our telemedicine consults. However, as a podiatrist, most of the things that we do are actually hands on. Um, I, I don't have a robot that I can send to somebody's house to fix a problem. We can talk about it until such a point in time that they can come in but uh, more importantly that we are here um, taking care of everybody that we need to at the moment.
2: So folks listening, uh, watching on Facebook live in uh, sports One O Six One of course, if somebody wants to have a telemedicine consultation with you in terms of talking about their feet, if anybody out there has any foot issues, How could they go about reaching you in regards to uh, having a telemedicine consultation with you? Because this is all new to everybody out there. And talking about somebody's feet over a video situation is all new to you as well. How uh, could they reach you and uh, what do you recommend?
3: Well, the the easiest way is to just call our office. Uh, The Maryland office would be 301-656-6055. And the Virginia office is 703-451-2977. And once we are connected that way, we will create the telemedicine conference. And then we can just talk about whatever we need to talk about. Um, We have a video. We have uh, our audio set up. We have it set up. We need to see photographs of your feet, et cetera. We're able to do all that um, in our telemedicine conference. So just call the office and we can set that up immediately.
2: Fantastic. So, folks, if you have any issues with your feet, you can find out more about what's ailing you by this uh, telemedicine uh, conference he's talking about. So reach out to Dr. Ross, 301-656-6055, or the Virginia office, 703-451-2977. And Dr. Ross, the thing that I've always loved about what he does to help you in terms of any foot issue you have, same thing he did for me, was uh, being a football coach I love planning. I love game planning. And the one thing about Dr. Ross is he does individualized plans for you. So he'll sit there and do the x-rays and then go in and talk to you. And sometimes when doctors talk to you, it's like you're in the other room and they don't really care that you're there. But he sits there and makes sure there's eye contact and he's talking to you. Make sure you get every aspect. So when you leave his office, you feel like, man, I'm, I'm with him on this. I know what he's talking about. I know that he has my best interest. And I know that we're on the same page. Because when I left uh, and I uh, had surgery, I basically said to him when I left, I want to get this done because I know what's going on now. And I was completely on the same page. And that's one thing I think your patients value more than anything else is the fact that you're so inclusive. You make sure that we know everything before we leave. And it's not like you drive down the road and you're like, I wonder what he meant about this or that. Everybody knows because he wants to make sure before you leave the office, you are fully in tune with the procedure and what's ahead. And Dr. Ross, that game planning aspect is so vital to what you do in your office. And I know it's something you really take a lot of pride in.
3: Oh, absolutely. I feel that again, there are times in my life where I'm a patient and I go to my doctor and I have lots of questions and I want I would love if that doctor would be able to have me leave the office and not have any more questions, that he is so in tune to what's going on, he can understand what I'm trying to have alleviated, he reads my mind as to what my concerns are, so I always felt like that's the way I want to take care of my patients, in that I want to anticipate every question that you might have answer the good, answer the bad, here are options, here are things that we can do, here are things that we'd love to be able to do but we're not capable of doing it, and here's anticipated results, and let's together figure out what's the best way to do it, no different than if you're you're in the red zone, and am I gonna do a screen, am I gonna do a pass, am I gonna run, and what am I gonna do? Might have a trick play, so you have lots of options, and quite frankly, uh, healthcare and what we do, there are lots of options, so there isn't always just one answer, So we always like to weigh our options, our best results as a result, and uh, then go forward.
2: The only thing I tease Dr. Ross about is he's a former referee. So, you know, sometimes he gets it wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Because I always uh, say those referees, come on, man. What are you doing? Keep that flag in your pocket. But anyway, he's seen over (laughs) over 180,000 patients. Folks, think about that for a minute. That's like Cal Ripken-type numbers. 180,000 patients have come through his office that he's worked with and over all the years, my biggest question for you, and I, and I continue to ask, you have a brightness and a cheerfulness about every patient that walks through that door. I don't know if you have anything in 180,000, you can still have the same positivity that you do. How do you maintain that? And of course, now in times that are so tough for all of us, you still show up every day with the same cheerful attitude. And it's just something that's ingrained And in. you. Talk about that and what you bring to your patients every day.
3: Sure, Jamie. Just having a a passion for life and being blessed to find something that I love to do. Um, Seeing so many different people every day. I love the fact that my patient volume is such that and and the demographics is such that I, the other day, was seeing a patient who was four months old. And right after that, seeing somebody who was 98 years old and the entire population in between. So there's a lot of wonderful history and a lot of great karma that I get with uh, our patients. So the joy of being around people, because I am a people person, and not seeing the same pathology day in and day out, it's just uh, invigorating to come to the office and be able to uh, to help out in any uh, small way I can. So quite frankly, I, I I feel blessed that I'm able to do the things that I do.
2: Folks, 180,000 people can't be wrong. I'm telling you, I have been such a big supporter of Dr. Ross and his practice. You can learn more about Dr. Paul Ross at his website. It's paulrossdpm, davidpaulmary.com, paulrossdpm.com. And I'm telling you, if you want to see firsthand, schedule an appointment. Go sit down. Talk with him about any foot issues you may have. I'm telling you, you, leave you'll feel like a new person. He did it for me. He can do it for you. And uh, we continue to talk about the greatness of this man has done so much in the community and he continues to thrive. And the one thing about him is his, his entire practice is so forward thinking they've got laser technology. Uh, They're up to date on everything in terms of the newest nuances in the foot aspects. I mean, anything you have, Uh, he's seen it, trust me, and he can help you get better. Uh, I urge you to give him a call. Once again, in Maryland, 301-656-6055, Virginia, 703-451-2977. And Dr. Ross, uh, I know right now, challenging times. uh, We hope things get back to normal as soon as possible. What about on the surgery side? I know you do a ton of surgery, and some of that has been curtailed. When do you expect to get back uh, and resume more of your surgical aspects?
3: Yeah, that's a good question, Jamie. And I've had the answer, the true answer. I'd be able to uh, give you the exact answer. The problem is that with the uh, shelter in place, both in Virginia and in Maryland still in place, any type of elective surgeries at any of the hospitals or the ambulatory surgery centers have been put off at least for another week. Um, we did get word from our uh, hospitals in our area that they are considering going to start slowly reopening, and based on need is um, how they're going to assess what what cases they're going to allow done immediately. Certainly, anticipate that'll be a very slow process to figure out which are the urgent ones that need to be done as quickly as possible. Um, but we don't know. It's really going to be based on the science and what's going on in the state and what the state health. Uh, organizations allow us to do so hopefully that will happen shortly but who knows when it'll be
2: and if you have a surgical need in terms of your foot i'm going to tell you right now i went to this guy had it done my foot looked like brand new within two weeks and i'm not saying that's going to happen for everybody immediately but i can tell you this i dealt with a chronic issue that had bothered me which was misdiagnosed he found it he fixed it and, man, I was so blessed walking around, golfing, doing all the things, uh, jogging, able to do that I couldn't do before. He gave me the quality of life back, and he could do the same for you. Dr. Paul Ross is amazing at what he does. And I'll tell you what, his surgical skills, he can do it all. And that's one thing about him. He has all the skills in the office to see you on small things. And if it becomes bigger, he can take care of you there. So from soup to nuts, A to Z, he's got it all. Today... On the Sports King show, of course, every week we have the Ross Rules of Foot Care. Today's uh, something very dear to me because this is the cause of what happened for me. It's calluses and how they can lead to other problems. So here, without further ado, Dr. Paul Ross and what causes a callus on the Sports King show? Thanks, Jamie.
3: Yeah, it's something as simple as a callus and why you should care uh, to us can be very simple but can actually be quite indicative and show us a lot of underlying problems that we have to take into consideration. I mean a callus is the buildup of extra skin on the bottom of the foot. Many calluses can cause pain but not all of them. Some people notice a burning sensation when a fair amount of callus is formed. The two most common places for calluses are on the ball of the foot and under the second and fifth toes. When a callus forms, it means there's an unusually high pressure point or friction in this area. The pressure point or friction is most often caused by a combination of your foot structure and how your foot moves. People with flat feet, normal arches, or high arches can develop calluses. Sometimes ill-fitting shoes can be the culprits. Some people develop a high pressure point because they're compensating for pain in their knee, hip, or back. Home care of a callus should never consist of using a sharp implement. Using a pumice stone and moisturizing cream are both perfectly safe. Also, make sure your shoe size is accurate. Don't assume that your foot size hasn't changed. Shoes that are too big or too tight can lead to the formation of calluses. Our treatment for a callus is to remove the excess skin and figure out the cause of the underlying problem. Sometimes, custom-designed inserts can alleviate the unusually high pressure point that has caused the condition. There are times when a surgical procedure is the best option. If you're experiencing pain on the ball of your foot, it could be from a callus. If the pain continues after trying some padding and better shoes, it would be advisable to see us. People with diabetes are most prone to a serious complication from a callus, including an open sore or ulcer, a soft tissue infection, or even a bone infection. A simple callus can become a complex problem if not addressed appropriately. We specialize in finding the cause and alleviating the pain of calluses, And we're here to serve and help you avoid any serious foot complications. So if you have a little bit of a cow's and becoming a problem and are not sure what to do with it, feel free to give us a call. In our Maryland office at 301-656-6055, and in our Virginia office at 703-451-2977, Dr. Paul Ross, here to help.
2: Dr. Ross, I think it's your knowledge that gives you a leg up On the competition. (laughs) Hey, I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week.
3: Everybody else, too. Hey,
2: yeah. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Anyway, Dr. Ross, we love you, man. You know um, that you are the best at what you do and you're world renowned as a surgeon and everywhere else. I'm telling you, 180,000 people uh, can't be wrong, folks. This guy is absolutely the very best in the business. Dr. Ross, continued health. (laughs) to you and all of your family and of course your office staff you guys are doing great work thank you so much for all you do and thank you again for another great edition of the ross rules of foot care
3: thank you so much jim you guys uh, be safe be healthy and love. look forward to talking again soon
2: you got it dr paul ross our special guest to start the sports king show we're coming back at 10 30 we're going to have uh, mo gibson of course the trainer too Chase Young, the number two pick for the Burgundy and Gold. I am clad in the Burgundy and Gold today. Excited about this pick. It's going to be one that's going to be a long-term success plan. For my standpoint, of course, I think the best player we've ever drafted since Sean Taylor, and think about that for a minute uh, in terms of the talent that we now have in the Burgundy and Gold. So we're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back. We'll have Mo Gibson. We're going to keep going through the draft. Much, much more on the Sports King on this Friday edition Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to The Sports King with Jamie King. Hi, sports fans. It's The Sports King for the podiatry center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts. Hard cast. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state of the art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com.
0: You're listening to a man whose future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. The Sports King on Sports 106.1.
4: second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio
2: State. Congratulations, Chase. So that was it last night. Chase Young getting the call from the commissioner. Number two goes to the Washington Redskins. And it was an exciting moment for the young man from Ohio State, of course, played My son played at DeMatha. I'm so proud of DeMatha High School and Chase Young, also DeMatha, the highest player ever to be taken from DeMatha Catholic High School. Chase Young goes last night to the Washington Redskins. What are the Skins getting? Well, he's 6'5", 264-pounder. The kid is probably the most gifted player in the entire draft without question. He has uh, speed off the edge, elite ability, great hands, great closing speed, power, He will have to work a little harder to get off blocks because sometimes he could get caught up in traffic. But other than that, I mean, the guy is pretty much a flawless player in terms of ability, Uh, has a strong motor, a guy that uh, you know will improve the Redskins. Folks, think about this for a minute. The Redskins were 27th in points allowed last year and yards allowed per game last year. 27th, that's almost at the very end. It sucked. It was terrible. It was abysmal. Greg Minuski, who I said, and I always felt was a very good role player for the Redskins as a linebacker. I'm going to give him his due there, but as a defensive coordinator, was awful. I mean, absolutely awful. He was so bad last year, those last four or five games, 500 yards, 500 yards, 500. I mean, these were uh, like (sighs) – PlayStation-type numbers, the the defensive numbers they were giving up, it was just ridiculous. And I kept saying, what are they going to do? Change the man's key card. Don't let him into the facility anymore. He's hurting this team. Because anything he put out there didn't work. I mean, it was bad, just awful. But now we get Chase Young, a guy that knows how to make things happen. And now you have Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat should go through the roof in terms of performance because of the fact that uh, you've got a guy on the other side that's going to make you look better, and he's going to push you to be better. So Montez Sweat should really step his game up because if not, he'll get forgotten. If you remember during the Redskins' heyday, you had Dexter Manley and Charles Mann who played off each other two of the greatest combination defensive ends in the history of the NFL, period. Uh, Very few teams have ever had two that great as is uh, Dexter and Charles Mann. But now you've got Chase Young. You've got him coming off the edge and Montez Sweat. If Montez Sweat doesn't want to get left at the train station, he needs to say, i got to step my game up to play like that guy. So hopefully it's going to spur him on to some great things, and that's something that we're uh, hopeful for as we uh, start a new uh, situation with Chase Young. And he's going to be a guy that is going to have instant impact Uh, in terms of his ability. We know that because the guy has been working so hard in training, of course, Gibson performance training. And Ben, I want you to get the applause going here to start this because I'm going to give this guy applause that he so richly deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, coming back to the Sports King show is Mr. Mo Gibson of Gibson Training. And tell you what, folks, he worked so hard with Chase Young and helped develop him. And we welcome Mo to the show. Mo, Standing ovation for you, my man. Uh, Great job, and I know the work just gets going now, but uh, for what you did for Chase Young last night, you probably had to have a beverage or sit back and smile and say to yourself, mission accomplished, at least the first part of the mission accomplished to get him there. Uh, How are you feeling today?
5: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm glad glad he gets to uh, stay home.
2: Yeah, he gets to stay home. You get to see him. He'll get to work out with you. And I talked to yep. you earlier, and I feel this, uh, folks. Mo Gibson, I remember the name because he's also a running backs coach at Demathic Catholic High School. But beyond that, he is emerging, and he's been doing this for some time, but he's emerging as one of the top names in the industry as far as training. So, folks, I promise you this, this is not the last top pick he's going to have in terms of top players in the draft. This guy is working and building players and athletes into superstars so Mo I know you got to take a lot of joy in the fact that uh, you're going to become a household name through this process and you're just going to get bigger and better from a national perspective Uh, I know you take so much pride in what you do talk about the plan with Chase and how it came about in terms of his development and how much he improved from the time he started to currently now being the number two pick
5: well uh you know, I started working with Chase in high school, and uh, at the time Chase was uh six 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 five, two twenty, 220, like 223, 224. And uh, I just told him when he walked in the door and we started talking about what uh, what our goals were and things like that, and I just told him, hey, Chase, I'll, I'm going to get you to probably 255 by the time you uh, go into your freshman year at O, o State. And he just kind of just tapped me on the back, like, yeah, all right, coach, you know, so we had this whole plan of um this whole meal plan. So uh when he would leave school he would he would uh do something as simple as eating two peanut butter jelly sandwiches on his way to the gym. So he had something in his stomach to finish the workout. Well, it got to a point where Chase started realizing, hey, I'm starting to pick up this weight. And uh he came in the door one day with four peanut butter jelly sandwiches. So I'm like, hey Chase, why do you have four? You're only supposed to have two. So he like, Man, listen, coach, I'm trying to am you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to rush it. I'm trying to rush the process. And I was like, no Chase, we're not gonna do that. What we're gonna do is we're, we're gonna stick to the plan. Like we also you know, we also ran. We also we also did so many different drills and some of the drills I, I it's drills that I might I might do with my running back when, you, when we're talking about footwork. Um like, so I'll do those things, and, and when you look at Chase, you're looking at a guy that's 6'6", six, six, uh, almost 270 at this point, but you're also looking at a guy that has footwork, you know, a guy that can move and things like that. Chase, All right, and to kind of give you the mindset of Chase, like uh, he's like a strength coach's dream. Like, so right after the draft, well, right after he got selected, and I dropped him up and, and hugged him, he was like, "All right, now it's time. Now it's time to get back to work." That's just—I mean, one of the biggest nights of, of your night. That's all you thinking about is, "Hey, it's time to get back to work." Another um, another night was the Wisconsin game after the four sacks. He was upset, and we talked about an hour after that game. And and you look at you look at the the newspapers, you look at the TV, and everybody's praising him over the four sacks in that game. But he was upset that he said he, he should have had six. He said he he think he wow. could have had two more sacks. So he was upset about that. Um, uh, Chase has always been like like that type of guy. He's been a guy that's always wanted to prove himself. He's a guy that's going to work hard. And he's a guy that sometimes you just got to tell him, hey, this is the day we're going to rest or we're not going to do anything. But uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad the Redskins got him because I'm uh, – Diehard
2: Redskins fan, and I'm excited to see him. We're diehard Redskins fans as well, and uh, I've followed him since I've been uh, a young boy all the way up to now. And let me ask you this. Is it too much hype when uh, you have people talking, saying this guy is such a transformational player and he's going to change the franchise? A lot of pressure for a young guy to come in, and everybody expects him to just uh, be the answer to all the problems. I know it's one position, do you feel this guy, if he stays healthy, will be a perennial All-Pro and potential Hall of Famer? Does he have all those intangibles? It looks like he has every box checked in terms of his upside. Your thoughts on what he's going to bring to the NFL?
5: Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think any of the hype, uh, uh, anything like that. Uh, we, we have a saying, it's, it's mute all praises. And, I mean, praises even people that try to bring you down. It's like you mute it. Um, uh, I think what we're, what, what we're going to get from Chase is going to get a, you're going to get an energetic guy. You're going to get a guy that wants to win. A guy that's, that's going to probably uh, study tape like no other. Um, he's a team guy. Uh, he wants to see other people get better, but he also wants to soak up as much knowledge as possible. So. Um, I mean, coming in, yeah, coming in, it's, it's going to be a lot of hype on him and things like that, but that's not Chase. Chase. Chase wants to win. He wants to win the Super Bowl. He wants to be successful. He wants, at the end of his career, to, to put on that, that yellow jacket. Uh, we will get a guy that, I, I, just, I just believe, each and every time he's out there on that field, he's going to give it his all. And even when he's on that sideline, he's going to give his teammates his all.
2: Our special guest, Mo Gibson, the outstanding trainer of the number 2 pick for our Washington Redskins, Chase Young. Of course, his location is 9100 East Hampton Drive, Suite 82, Capitol Heights, Maryland. Folks, you want to get in shape, give him a call. He works with everyone, and he can make you better. And look what he did for Chase Young. His phone number there, 240-893-3365, 240-893-3365. And, of course, you can learn more about the. Mo and his outstanding organization at GibsonPT.com, GibsonPT.com. And he joins us this morning after the draft. We're celebrating what an outstanding night it was. We know all the intangibles about Chase Young. Tell us something you've come to know about him that maybe a lot of people don't know that uh, we might be surprised in terms of something about him uh, that isn't uh, seen physically but something else uh, we might find very interesting.
5: Chase loves the scene.
2: I saw that. I saw that. He's got a great voice, too.
5: Yeah, but but Chase will sing at the most random times. The most random times. I mean, the workout can get pretty tough, and he'll start singing. Uh, You could be in the mall and and just walking, and he just starts to sing, and people will tend to just look. Um, I mean, you have that – Chase thinks he's a guy that, that uh, I don't want to say like he thinks he can go invisible, but he thinks peop- like he can go to places and people not know who he is. Uh, he forgets that he's he's 270 with uh, <laughs> with blonde dreads. Um, he's, a, he's a comedian too, though. Like Chase loves to have fun. Um trying to think what else Chase thinks he – that most people don't know. Um, Chase, Chase is big on nutrition.
2: Nutrition, okay.
5: He's re- he's, he's very big on that. Um, the, the the problem sometimes is Chase wants everyone to eat just like him. So we've had well, we've people- had our we've had our talks and we've had our uh, our uh, arguments or disputes. Uh, where I might go to order something, and say this might be the day that Chase is not going to eat chicken, so he feels nobody else should eat chicken. Uh, like I tell Chase, well, if that's the case, when you get your check, then we all split the check. You know, we're we're not going to do that. Like when a Redskins sign you with that check, then we shall split it since we all going to share everything. Uh, right. Not that. No, but um. No, I mean, Chase is a very current guy. Um, but the biggest thing I think that stands out about Chase is that he just loves to sing. You can't, you can't stop him from singing.
2: Now, I'm not a music executive by any means, and I think I know talent when I hear it. I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this because he's a Redskin number 2 pick, but I, I'm telling you, I heard his voice. And many of you out there, if you can uh, Google and look it up, uh, Chase Young Singing, he's got great tone to his voice. I'm really impressed with his voice. If he was on the show today, I'd have him maybe try something because he has a really, really good singing voice. Wouldn't it be something if he tried to cut a record? Who knows if that might happen? We'll have to keep our eyes open for that. But uh, first things for first in terms of his ability level, uh, I think the greatest player drafted since Sean Taylor. I, I've gone on record saying that. I think this will be that type of impact for the Skins. Uh, I think he'll demand double teams. If he does, it'll free up other guys. Uh, His strength is incredible. But, Mo, the thing that really stands out to me in watching a lot of the tape, I think his first step and and the speed off the ball and his anticipation is something that sets him apart as well. Uh, It's very rare when you see a guy that size that fast. Uh, Is that speed scenario in terms of uh, the overall look at his game something that really stands out to you as well?
5: Yes. Yes. Yes, his his, his, his get off is 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 is, uh, is something you you rarely see. Um, like his his get off and, and him to be able to turn that corner as fast as he can, um, and his balance to me is is always pretty impressive.
2: What do you do now, Mo? Uh, you've achieved one goal, and uh... Many of you following on Facebook Live, as well as Sports One O Six One, Mo Gibson, the outstanding trainer for uh, Chase Young, the number two pick in the NFL draft, said moments ago that Chase Young last night, after getting drafted, the greatest moment of his life in terms of uh, such an accomplishment. The first thing he says to Mo is, hey, we need to get back to work. The work starts now. How exciting is that? And that's refreshing. Most guys are looking to go celebrate and party and have fun. And he's looking at, hey, how can I get better? How can I continue to work? Which is a credit to you and to Chase. Um, The plan ahead now, Mo, I know that now you've achieved one goal, getting him ready for the season, which we hope will happen on time. Uh, We hope and pray it will happen on time. What is your plan now uh, for the next several months to get him ready for the NFL season? What are you going to be working on the most?
5: Right now, I mean, because um, because we're in the situation we're in, uh, it, it would be more so, and, and getting them ready for for the season. It would be more so just speeding up the pace of the workout. Okay. So I I, I uh, like because because you're talking about uh, like the conditioning. You're talking about like I don't I don't want to focus so much on strength. You know, now now it comes the time where we we're we gonna do our strength. Um, we're gonna do our running, but I also want to make sure we're 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 in good shape. I want to make sure we're doing our conditioning because I I don't know when this is gonna break. Uh, I don't know when he you know when he'll be allowed to uh, start camp or you know it's it's all up it's all up uh, in the air at this point. But uh, I just want to make sure like he stays in the best shape. Um, I think you know Chase is pretty good where he's at strength wise. Um, and, I, I mean, I think speed-wise, I definitely think he's he's pretty good there. But I just want to make sure that, that he stays, uh, that he keeps his stamina up pretty much.
2: Mo, we've got under a minute here. We just, two quick questions. Uh, real quick, what would be his greatest strength to you if you were to say, hey, if I had to pick that one great strength, what's his greatest strength? Greatest strength is work ethic. Work ethic. Fantastic. What would be the area that you want to and maybe he wants to see improve, what is there one particular area that he wants to improve in more than others?
5: Uh the, the, the part I would say is is not being so so hard on himself. Okay. Like like right. there there's times where at the games it's like it's you know, if he if he missed the tackle or he missed the sack, like he's he is still talking about it or, you know, and, and that's something that you know, we we always talk about that he needs to just sometimes like let let it go. At least give it 24 hours, and then you kind of revisit it.
2: Well, folks, our special guest has been Mo Gibson. Uh, you can follow Mo at PT dot com, and of course, uh, he does amazing things. He's in Capitol Heights, Maryland. The phone number 240-893-3365. 240-893-3365. and once again, PT dot com. You can follow Mo, you can call up there and schedule uh, an opportunity to meet with him and look at uh, working out yourself because I'm telling you, this guy is a superstar and he's rising nationally and across the uh, the entire country and the world in terms of people looking at him. And I'm telling you, he's going to be a household name because superstars are going to start flocking to this guy more and more, and they already are. But uh, he's a guy that's going to be a leader in this industry. He already is, in my opinion, but he's just getting better. But we can't thank you enough. We, we hope you and your family are safe. We thank you for taking time. And on a day that uh, the Redskin fans have something to really cheer about, you're a big part of that. And thank you and uh, continued success. And what a great job and a major accomplishment for you guys.
5: Thank you so much.
2: Mo Gibson, our special guest. We're going to take a timeout. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1.
6: We'll be right back.
3: Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports
6: King, Jamie King on Sports 106.1. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit Coastal.edu to learn more. Let's
0: get back to the guy who said where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King, right here on Sports 106.1.
4: Okay, here we go. With the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals
2: select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. And as Ben just played, thank you, Ben. It was Joe Burrow, 6'4", 221-pounder from LSU, the quarterback, who is now the Tiger King of Cincinnati, folks. And you heard it here on the Sports King Show. Maybe I should become the Tiger King. Hmm. Ben, write that down, by the way. Write that down. Maybe if I got the mullet. Anyway, I digress. But anyway, Joe Burrow, now the Tiger King of Cincinnati, 6'4", 221 Taking number one, Chase Young, of course, speak with Mo Gibson just now. Uh, Pick number two from the Ohio State Buckeyes in DeMatha Catholic High School. At number three, it was Jeff Okuda, 6'1, 205 pounder from Ohio State. A big corner and a guy that can move well. Uh, He can tackle well, and the Lions need a lot of help. I don't think uh, Matt Patricia, the head coach, will be around long enough to watch much of his career. I think this is going to be it for Matt Patricia. Uh, Is definitely getting a big help on the defensive side. But when the Clay Ford family, uh, William Clay Ford and the family there uh, in the ownership group says uh, they give you that uh, vote of confidence that you're going to come back, start uh, packing up. Uh, Honey, get the boxes. We might not be here very long. Anyway, so Jeff Okuda goes number three. Uh, Everybody talked about the draft starting at three. Maybe some intrigue didn't happen. Andrew Thomas, I thought might have been a little bit of a reach. I didn't expect him at number four to go to the G-men, but he goes there. He's a big guy, strong guy. Um, they needed somebody at left tackle, so Thomas was a guy that I felt uh, would go a little bit later, but he goes to the G-men. At number five, at number five, we've got some audio here in regards to Tua. Go ahead, Ben, play that audio. The fifth pick
4: in the 2020 NFL draft. The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalowa. Quarterback, Alabama.
2: Congratulations, Tua. So the commissioner just said it, Tua Tunga Lavoa. Boy, I've been working on that one. I just wanted Those to do it. Five.
0: So you could hear how badly he butchered his name.
2: Yeah, he did butcher his name <laughs> almost as bad as I do sometimes. But anyway, Tua Tunga Lavoa. How about that? It's flowing off. The tongue right now. Here we go. Six-foot, 217-pounder. Folks, six feet. Uh, not a tall guy, but he's productive in Alabama, of course, 22-2. and two. Uh, You've got 37-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has a beard like Ben Maitland. Well, maybe a little thicker than Ben Maitland. But anyway, uh, Miami finished 12th in passing and finished 25th in scoring and 27th in total offense. So the Dolphins have been terrible on offense. They think Tua may be the guy. They don't want to rush him. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I said it before the draft, and I'm going to say it now. Tua was a reach. Yes, he has a tremendous upside. Yes, he could be a great one. He's a left-hander. But the problem is durability. Can he sustain himself through a full, complete season? And how many hits can he take and bounce back up? I think every Dolphin fan, every time he gets drilled, is going to say, "Uh uh-oh, Will he get up? Will he won't get? Uh, it's just one of those things where I just wonder about the kid's durability. I just think he has uh, suffered so many injuries that you wonder uh, if he's going to be somebody that's going to be able to last the test of time. But while he's there, if they can put some pieces around him, and they did last night, they, we'll talk about that, as the Dolphins had multiple picks in the first round. Um, but two, it was a reach for me, I think, at number five. And I think the Dolphins will regret that over time. Maybe not, but just my take, the durability is the reason I would have gone for him in the top five. At number six, Oregon's quarterback Justin Herbert, uh, six foot six, two thirty-six, checks all the boxes in terms of the height and the arm strength, and he does it all there. But the question is, he had some uh hitches in his game. I saw some games and some tape on him where he actually uh would throw late in certain spots and he wasn't uh always sure with his reads. And so it's going to take a while in terms of a learning curve, but now you have no Phillip rivers to mentor him in the uh, charger land. You've got only Tyrod Taylor. So Taylor's 30 years of age. He's been a starter for three of his nine seasons, but he's never played 16 games. So the odds are that Justin Herbert will start at some time this year for the chargers. Should we start the season, which we hope we will at number seven, I was surprised here. Derrick Brown, a player that I like, a very active guy, strong guy, uh, goes here uh, to the Panthers at number seven. And I thought it was going to be Isaiah Simmons, who I like more than Brown. But uh, Carolina gets the number three player on the board and felt that this guy would be somebody that could come in and make a big difference. So he's 6'5, 326 pounder. It doesn't play like he's 326 pounder. He definitely plays with speed and agility. He's a guy that uh, we definitely like. And the Panthers. Folks, I'm telling you, Matt Rule is getting it done uh, for the Panthers. They are going to be a team on the rise. Watch this Panther group. They're a few players away, but they are getting better. At number eight, Isaiah Simmons, the guy that I said could be one of the best players in the draft. He is totally, without question, the most versatile guy in the draft. Uh, 6'4", 238, a heat-seeking missile guy that has a ton of athletic ability. Uh, he can guard against tight ends. He can guard running backs out of the backfield. He has uh, the ability to cover, the ability to rush, the ability to uh, stop the run. He can do pretty much everything. He is like a Swiss Army knife in terms of the multitude of things he brings to uh, the Arizona defense. So that is a huge, huge uh, signing for them. And by the way, Cliff Kingsbury, I want to say this. uh, We're going to go through the rest of the draft here after the top of the hour. But Cliff Kingsbury, folks, did you happen to see Cliff Kingsbury's pad Are you kidding me? He's leaning back on his white couch overlooking so many acres out there, and there's a huge fire pit. I mean, this thing looked like something out of a movie set. And I'm like, man, to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals right now, Cliff Kingsbury living large. And I think every player out there was sending uh, emojis and tweets to him saying, man, we want to live like that guy. I mean, he looked like he had the ultimate bachelor pad. And he's sitting there, big screen TV in front of him, beautiful couch, beautiful everything in that house looked pristine. And I'm sitting there saying, man, Cliff's got it going on. Very impressed with Cliff Kingsbury last night in terms of what he had in terms of his house. So if you get a chance, go back and look at that. Or you might see it tonight with Cliff Kingsbury as he really has it. (laughs) He has a nice place. If he's going to be hunkered down, that's a place to be hunkered down. Um, We want to let you know, we're going to go through the rest of the draft. At number nine, C.J. Henderson, Florida. uh, A guy that I didn't think was going to go that early, but he did. Six-foot-one, 204-pounder from Florida. A guy that is a big corner, great strength and ability. C.J. Henderson was a pick at number nine. Jedrick Wills Jr., the Alabama uh, offensive tackle. 6'4", 3'12", went to the Cleveland Browns. So that's your top ten. We're going to get further back in the draft and talk about uh, upcoming rounds coming up. But uh, what a big night for the Redskins. Number two, Chase Young. Could he be the player that's going to turn it around for the Skins? I say the greatest player we've drafted since Sean Taylor. I know it's a mouthful, but I really believe that. Ben Maitland's on the other side of the glass. I'm here with you on this Friday. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Game on Sports 1061.
5: Hi, this is Brian Mitchell, former
6: Washington Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 1061. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Hi, it's the sports king, Jamie
2: King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com.
0: Want to reach the Sports King? Call 804 327 0888. That's 804 327 0888. Learn it.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Friday morning uh, around the world. London, England, hello. Sacramento, hello. New Orleans, hello. North Carolina, hello. We see you. We thank you. We love you. And thank you for tuning in to the Sports King show, both on Facebook Live and on Sports 106.1. And we love our family at Sports 106.1, CBS Radio Sports, everybody that does all they do. Of course, in the morning, it's the Big Al show, Sports Phone with Big Al, 8 to 10, must hear radio, folks. Ben Maitland and Big Al start the day, Monday through Friday, live, 8 to 10. Then it's yours truly, the Sports King, from 10 to noon. Right after me, it's Jim Rome in Los Angeles. The jungle is the location. Don't want to mess the legendary Jim Rome and then Tiki Tierney, and then we have a host of others. And uh, we are so excited and proud to bring you sports programming, and thank you so much for tuning in. And we're going to get back into the draft a little bit more. Of course, Redskins take uh, – Chase Young, number two. We're so excited. We thank Mo Gibson and Dr. Paul Ross, our guests, in the first hour. Here is hour number two. We're going to start at pick number 11. Uh, Louisville uh, was the draft selection. Uh, Mecky Becton, the outstanding tackle. This guy, Mecky Becton, 6'7", 364 pounds. Folks, let me say that one more time. Uh, Or Makai, I apologize. Makai Becton uh, of... Louisville, 6'7", 364. And Makai Becton is a guy that he's going to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jet. So that's probably the downside. But if you're Sam Darnold, last night you're excited because you've got a guy at 6'7", 364 that is absolutely going to block out the sun and he's going to protect you. Uh, so it's a guy that they desperately needed. Uh, he has the size, the length, the speed. Uh, he can run he can move downfield. He can pass block. He can knock defenders off their you know what with his power. I mean, the guy is just a complete player. So, Mikai Becton goes at number 11. And Ben wants to play this. And I thank Ben for doing this, uh, putting the extra work in. The selection, Ben, at number 12. Play it, please. There are many first-evers
4: that are part of this draft including the first-ever official draft selection by the Las Vegas Raiders. And I've got it right here. So with the 12th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Alabama.
2: Congratulations, Raiders. Congratulations, Henry. With the 12th selection, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, you have to get used to that. And, boy, did you see the shots last night of that new stadium? I can't wait to go there. I uh, talked to some friends last night in Las Vegas, and I said, it's got to be weird because it's like a ghost town. It's supposed to be so much activity this week uh, throughout for draft week, but they did announce during the broadcast, I think the commissioner uh, misspoke when he said 2020, but it's supposed to be 2022. Uh, it's going to be in Cleveland next year, the draft, and then the following year, 2022, it will return to Las Vegas. So, that's what's going to happen. Then after that, it's going to be Kansas City. Thank you very much, Ben. But the speedster from Alabama, Henry Ruggs III, 5'11", 188-pounder, goes to John Gruden. They were <laughs> they were so excited in Las Vegas to get him in Las Vegas. It's going to take a while to get used to saying that, uh, these teams switching gears, but uh, Las Vegas is so excited to have Henry Ruggs, a guy that is so speedy. And Ben mentioned this, folks. Did you happen to see Henry Ruggs attire? I had to look if it was John Barrymore or maybe uh, Hugh Hefner. Henry Ruggs is sitting on draft night on his couch in a robe, a white robe with Old Spice on it. And I wondered to myself if maybe Old Spice compensated Henry Ruggs for wearing a bat- – yeah, as Ben whistles the Old Spice theme in my ear. Uh, Henry Ruggs <laughs> wearing an Old Spice robe. I thought to myself – Did the guy just take a shower? What's going on? Then I thought to myself, wait a minute, he's making himself comfortable in an Old Spice uh, robe for a reason. Trust me, Old Spice sent a little check this morning to Henry Ruggs and said, thank you so much. Anyway, Ruggs is still, absolutely, he is a guy that can uh, get up. He has great vertical. He has super tough aspects to him he can block he can uh, cover kicks so the guy can return he can do a lot of things so look for Henry Ruggs to make an immediate impact from a speed standpoint and trust me he can go downtown so they will stretch the field with Henry Ruggs third, and he was pick number 12 by the Las Vegas Raiders at number 13 a pick I didn't see coming but in a way I did it made so much sense afterwards Tristan Wirfs 6'5", 320-pounder out of Iowa goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, that was the first trade of the draft. Uh, Wurfs is a young guy, uh, still very young, but in a situation in which you need to protect Tom Brady. You remember him. With Rob Gronkowski there now, this offense just took a major step forward with a 6'5", 320-pound offensive tackle that will be there with one mission, that's to keep Tom Brady upright and give him time to throw the football. So an exciting time for a very young player, Tristan worse and uh, excited for him. Uh, the 49ers, and uh, I hate to see this because, man, they are just getting better and better as if they need it. They take, with the 14th pick, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, 6'5", 324-pounder. Uh, Kinlaw, excellent size, super long arms, a uh, guy that can really, uh, his reach is incredible, uh, he can get off blocks. He knows how to locate the defend uh, the offensive uh, running back he Can get to the quarterback. He has great moves, great swim moves, a guy that I'm very high on in terms of his ability. So you look at the 49ers, they really helped themselves as if they needed it. Uh, they lost the Forrest Buckner, but they do get uh, Javon Kinlaw, which is a major uh, addition to that Niners defense. And very happy were the Niners who also moved back in the draft. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the teammate of Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, 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 the wide receiver goes to the Al- uh, from Alabama to the Denver Broncos. John uh, Elway, very happy about this one. Uh, you look at Judy, 6'1", 193 pounder, a guy that you're looking at probably the best route runner in the draft, a guy with a lot of speed, a guy that can get Uh, off of uh, defenders and get that separation you need but he has soft body great body control and he's a guy that knows how to make big plays so Judy will be welcome in the mile high area so big pick for them at 16 uh, AJ Terrell uh, 6'1 195 pound cornerback and a guy that uh, is effective off the corner has great speed he can come off the edge as far as blitzes and he knows how to close quickly a guy that has great uh, one-on-one skills. He's a little too, for me, when you watch film on him, uh, he's a little too, he likes to mug people. And sometimes in the NFL, he's going to have to learn you can't put your hands on people uh, off uh, the ball. It's going to get flagged. So he's going to have to learn to be a little uh, disguised a little more in terms of his coverage because he has the ability Uh, But he also likes to put his hands on people and a little bit too much. At number 17, I didn't like to see this, folks, as a uh, Cowboy. uh, Not a fan of the Cowboys, as you know, but C.D. Lamb. I've got to give Jerry Jones and company credit. Uh, Mike McCarthy's offense took a major leap forward. C.D. Lamb is a great uh, route runner. He has great hands. He has great ability after the catch. This guy can separate. And he's scary. It's one of those deals with uh, Amari Cooper. You now have uh, CeeDee Lamb, and that offense is taking a major step forward. So that is a major addition for the Dallas Cowboys. I hate to see it personally, but if you're a Cowboy fan, you got to give them credit. Uh, Many people talked about Jordan Love. That would have been disastrous, but the Cowboys go with a much-needed wide receiver. At number 18, it was Austin Jackson, 6'5", 322-pounder. And uh, this guy is a tremendous player. In terms of an offensive tackle position, he's a guy that is a good pass blocker, quick enough, long. He can handle speed rushes off the edge. He does an above-average job of setting the edge uh, in terms of uh, setting his hands. In terms of recovering, he doesn't get beat a lot, and uh, he played very well throughout the year. So Austin Jackson goes at number uh, 18 uh, to the Dolphins. It's going to help Tua, of course, a big addition there. Here's where things get a little dicey for me. I wasn't sure about this one. This was a reach. I thought Damon Arnett uh, from Ohio State, the uh, the positional player, he's a guy that, uh, you know, you look at his draft grade and so forth. Um, he's a cornerback, but he's got, uh, you know, size. He's got good hips. He's physical. Uh, he does well in coverage, but. I thought they could have got this guy in the second round, but they went out and got him in the first round. They liked what they saw, and Jeff Okuda, of course, really helped them. And he should give Jeff Okuda a bonus because Okuda really didn't get thrown to as much, but Arnett did. And because he was on tape defending so well, it really rose his stock up. And he's six foot, 195 pounder. And so he goes to the Raiders of Las Vegas as well. At number twenty, Kayla Von Chasen, uh, Who is a defensive end, uh, a very active guy. He's got a great first step, great hands. He's a great pass rusher. He can set the edge, uh, and it's a guy that you want to set the edge. He's going to be somebody that uh, is going to be a great player for Jacksonville. They need a lot of great players there, but uh, definitely a great step there. And once again, 6'3, 254. The kid played at LSU, so he knows about the bright lights. He is a Tremendous player for the Eagles. The birds of Philadelphia take Jalen Rieger, the wide receiver. They need wide receiver help in Philadelphia. I didn't think this was a the guy they would go for. Uh, I was a big fan of Ayuk, Brandon. Iuke. I thought they would take him there, but uh, they went for uh, Jalen Rieger, who's a talented guy with a great uh, leaping ability, but, He's a small receiver, 5'11", 206. He's a guy that can make people miss once he gets the ball in his hands, also return, but he's a guy that I thought the Eagles would go for somebody a little bit bigger. Speaking of a little bit bigger, the next pick was number 22, Justin Jefferson from LSU, and uh, he's moving on up. A little Jefferson, okay. uh, Just
5: a bit outside.
2: Sorry, moving on up to the east side. Anyway. Justin Jefferson is the pick uh, by the Vikings, and uh, the Vikings happy to get Jefferson another target for uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, six foot one, two hundred uh, two pounder from LSU. He had a great year uh, with Joe Burrow. He teamed up. They did some great things there. But the question is for Minnesota, which I am curious about, is you look at Jefferson, and I have him as that slot guy. And right now they've got Adam Thielen. So you wonder if they're going to rotate those two or if they're going to try to move him outside. I think he's better in the slot. So watch Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I think they might work in tandem because I can't see them on the field at the same time very much unless they move Jefferson to the outside. So we'll keep our eye on that. At number 23, Oklahoma, it was Kenneth Murray, of course, goes to the Chargers. And this guy is a hitting machine. He's got great burst. He's strong. He's shown flashes as a pass rusher, and he's great at spying quarterbacks. He's somebody that can really track down quarterbacks. Not a lot of quarterbacks made a lot of yards on this guy. He really is great in the spying role, and he has a great burst. 6'3", 241-pounder, and he goes to the Chargers. Uh, It was uh, the Michigan Wolverines sending Cesar Ruiz. He gets to go to play with Drew Brees and that's going to be exciting for him. He is a strong built center at 6'3, 307 pounder. He has uh, made huge improvements in blocking. He's an outstanding pass blocker, and he looks like somebody's going to do a great job in the middle for the New Orleans Saints, Cesar Ruiz. And he was so emotional. I don't know if you saw the story, but his father, who had helped uh, a motorist stranded uh, on the side of the road, was hit uh, years ago and killed. And uh, he was very emotional last night when he got his name called and a very sad situation there, but he dedicated his career to his father and a great moment last night for Cesar Ruiz and his family. The guy that I wanted uh, for Washington, a guy I wish they could have made a move for uh, at number 25, and the Niners, give him credit again. They get a defensive lineman. They also get the wide receiver I think is going to have a big impact. Brandon Ayuk, uh, two hundred five pounder. Uh, he is a great route runner. He has a great catch radius. He tracks the ball well. He has deep skills. He can catch those little slot. Uh, bubble screens and so forth and make defenders miss. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, a guy that I really, really like, and he's going to make a big impact in that Bay Area for San Francisco. And uh, Next up, we've got uh, Jordan Love uh, Audio, so let's go to that. Ben, please play it for us. The Miami Dolphins have traded the 26th pick to the Green Bay Packers. We have
4: the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Green Bay Packers select
2: Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. You cannot be serious. Ben just played you cannot be serious for our Facebook Live folks, and I'm telling you, you cannot be serious. This is the one that gets me, and I'm going to tell you why this gets me. This upset me for a number of reasons. Jordan Love is a guy that could be a second-round guy. He went in the first round. Okay, we like his size, 6'4", 224. I've talked about some of his inconsistencies. But here's the deal with the Packers, and this is where problems are going to start for the Packers. You mark my words. No one in Packer land in the GM head coach, nobody discussed this with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not saying they had to. But I think they should have given him a little heads up and said, you know what, A-Rod, guess what? We're going to bring a guy in who is going to be your heir apparent, like you did with Brett Favre. He's not going to play right away, but he's going to learn from you. That softens a blow, and that's called respect. If you tell your incumbent that, hey, we got a guy, we're just bringing him in. He's not taking your job, but he's going to come and learn from you, and eventually that will be the succession plan. That at least gives somebody an, an opportunity to digest it a little bit. Oh, yeah, I knew that was what they were thinking. But the word on the street is the Packers did not talk to Aaron Rodgers about this. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm a little ticked. I'm like, wait a minute, man. My career's not done. I need help. I need guys here to help me. This guy is not the guy that's going to help me. I need some wide receiver help. I need some running back help. I need some offensive line help. I need something on the offensive side of the ball to help me. Jordan Love is not that guy. So I can tell you Aaron Rodgers probably not very happy with the Packers organization. The fact that they weren't talking about it and the fact that they left it unsaid, I think it's going to cause hard feelings. And I think it's going to cause a uh, problem in green Bay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they deserve to talk to Rodgers and at least let him know what the plan was. Because when you see that on the surface, you're like, wait a minute, are they trying to replace me or are they just bringing in somebody to try to make the team better. So Unbelievable. Next up, it's Jordan Brooks, Texas Tech. Uh, This is another guy that I thought to myself, outside linebacker, talented guy. Uh, He's a versatile guy, but I felt this guy might go in the second round. But he is a powerful wrap-up tackler, a guy that had 20 tackles for loss in 2019. A strong guy. He reads the quarterback well, has good range, is able to cover out of the backfield, but I just wasn't sure Uh, In terms of this one, but the uh, Seattle Seahawks went on record saying they hoped nobody would talk about him because they wanted him desperately. So Seahawks have had a great experience in terms of the past of selecting guys. A lot of other people have not looked at and they've had great success. Look at Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. There have been so many guys out there that have become superstars in that Seattle defense. And now Ken Norton gets to work with Jordan Brooks, six foot, 240 pounder. He's very active. He's a guy that's going to make a lot of tackles and a lot of plays. So the Seahawks got somebody very special there, but I thought they could have got him a little bit later in the draft at number 28. And we're finishing out the first round here on the sports King show, recapping the draft to Patrick queen, the outstanding inside linebacker, six foot, uh, 229 pounds from LSU. I love this kid. Uh, He's an undersized player in terms of linebacker, but he has great range, great cover skills. He's a guy that really knows how to track down uh, the offensive uh, receiver out of the backfield. Great coverage skills, laterally runs well, uh, very active. He's a fiery leader. I love his leadership ability. Patrick Queen was one of the main reasons LSU won the uh, national championship. And, Ben, I believe uh, Coach O agrees with that overall. Go Jack! Absolutely. Go Tigers. So Patrick Queen goes uh, at number 28. At number 29, Isaiah Wilson, another situation I didn't see coming. I thought Wilson might be a second-round guy, but uh, good on him. 6'7", 350, 6'7", 350, massive right tackle, a guy that's going to be able to help uh, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and open holes for Derrick Henry. This guy is going to be much needed, and he's overpowering at times. Uh, but he hasn't received his uh, full potential yet. So that's something that the Titans hope he's going to do. But he has improved as a run blocker and as a pass blocker. But he's a guy that can block out the sun at six foot seven, 350 pounds. A guy that's definitely going to be uh, welcome uh, in Tennessee. Next, uh, boy, I'm telling you what, I've been working on this name Noah Igben O'Ginney. Noah Igben O'Ginney. There you go. Uh, some applause, please. Anyway, uh, Noah who we'll call Noah 5'10, 198 pounder out of Auburn, a cornerback is a guy that has good speed is a guy that, uh, you failed to intercept the pass in 26 starts at corner. So he doesn't really have great ball skills, but, uh, he didn't get the ball thrown at him a lot, but he's still a very talented guy as a former receiver. And he's a guy that knows how to track the ball. He just didn't have a lot of opportunities in terms of interceptions, but he is good at man-on-man coverage and he's a good run defender. So, uh, the, uh, Dolphins get another great pick there. They move back, of course, uh, to get him, but they they were able to get the man they wanted. So the Dolphins really helped themselves. At number thirty-one, another guy that I thought might go in the second or third round, Jeff Gladney, five ten, uh, the cornerback at a TCU, a guy that I wasn't sure would be uh, a first-round guy, but the you know looking at this from a different standpoint, the Vikings felt Mike Zimmer felt that he was going to fit into their defensive scheme. Um, he's got. Uh, good hands, he's he's good at coverage, but he has uh, undersized ability. I mean, he's an undersized guy at 5'10", so you wonder how he's going to match up against bigger receivers, but he does a good job of reading quarterbacks. He's got great instincts, um, better in uh, man coverage than he is in zone, and his ability to break up passes. So he's got good ball-hawking instincts, but I just wonder uh, if they could have uh, done themselves better by waiting to the second round in terms of getting him there. So um, that is going to wrap up uh, the first round. But uh, you go back to the top, and uh, it's one of those situations where you look at Joe Burrow, who is going to be, folks, I've said it at the start of the show, I'll say it now, the new Tiger King, Joe Burrow. And you're going to say, I heard on the Sports King, and look what's happening in Cincinnati. You're going to see more shirts, more posters, more Joe Burrow, Tiger King-related stuff. I'm sure he's probably going to try to trademark that somehow. But uh, they're calling him the new Tiger King. For those of you that watch this show, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, this guy, of course, there's joe exotic now there's joe burrow the tiger king uh can't make this stuff up folks well actually we can anyway so that's a look at round one we're going to come back in the preview and look ahead to the future rounds what will the redskins do will the phone be ringing today at redskin park are they going to try to package something up to get into that second round they don't pick till 66 we're going to talk about that much more you're listening to the sports king show on sports 1061 we'll be right back after these messages
5: Hi, this is Andre Ryan, and you're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the sports king on Sports 1061.
2: Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com.
0: You're listening to a man whose yoga instructor asked him how flexible he was. And he replied that he couldn't do Tuesdays. It's The Sports King on Sports 1061.
2: Oh, thank you, Bill Murray. We appreciate that. Thank you for listening around the world, coast to coast, everywhere, Facebook Live, as well as all of the places out there. Folks, I want to hats off. London, England. Hello. Faulkner family. Hello. Whited family, Sacramento, California, Perry family, Stafford, Virginia, Paradiso family, North Carolina, Laura family in new Orleans, Nashville. Hello. It is so great when you guys check in and say hello, it cheers us up. Cunningham family, Mississippi. We thank you all for tuning in to the sports King show and we have been recapping and I want to let you know that, uh, the last pick of the draft, we left one off, and that was uh, the running back from Hilaire from um, LSU. He was last last picked by the Chiefs, and he's a guy that uh, when you when you look at Hilaire as far as uh, his ability uh, in terms of uh, what he's going to bring to the Chiefs, you're looking at a guy that is uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the player's name didn't expect him to go in the first round, but I love the kid from a first-round standpoint. The last player of round one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 5'7", 207 pounds. So he's going to be able to get in behind those guys on the offensive line and be able to bust it wide open. He's a great finisher. He has great balance, spins out of uh, tackles, makes people miss. And he's a great route runner out of the backfield. So he's a guy that has a lot of ability. So that is uh, the last pick of the first round. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. And I want to thank all of you there and all of you uh, that have joined us today for the post-draft edition of first round anyway. We thank uh, the NFL for doing a great job. And a lot of people this morning were like, well, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And but. So many people have said, yes, I did like it. Here's the thing, folks. We have no choice. I mean, it's the best of a bad situation. I thought the NFL did as as well as they could have under the circumstances. I loved all the TVs, the commissioner, uh, people booing him from a virtual aspect. I thought that was funny. And I think he's come to realize that um, he actually gets booed uh, even virtually. So uh, the commissioner uh, uh, had a lot of fun with the fans and, And folks, like I say, I think for a group of broadcasters doing something that they've never had to do before to do it in that environment, they did a great job. I really take my hat off to them in terms of the effort. And I thought they made it interesting throughout and a lot of player profiles, uh, not a lot of social distancing though, with some of the family members. And I guess the folks have been hunkered down together, but, um, the only person I saw with a face mask on was, uh, Dave Gettleman of the New York giants, the, uh, Uh, GM, who had a face mask on. He was the only guy. But uh, I watched every single minute of it. I loved it. And um, just uh, what I thought to start the night with uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson, who did a beautiful job of uh, uh, her rendition of a song, and then Harry Connick Jr. uh, at the piano. And I was thinking about the talent of these people and uh, the fact that they took the time to cheer people up with two beautiful renditions. It was a great thing to see. And um, of course, the Redskins. We found out today with our special guest Mo Gibson, who uh, trained Chase Young. That Chase Young, folks, remember this. Remember, I told you this. Chase Young is a singer. He can sing. He actually has a great voice. Don't be surprised. I'm going to go off. I'm going to go off uh, the record on this one. I well, I'm going to go on the record on this one. I think this guy could probably cut a record, and it will sell. I think he's going to have some kind of music uh, career. I don't know if he's going to be a Grammy award-winning artist, but I do think that he'll probably cut uh, a record. I think Skins fans will buy it. If uh, he sacks a quarterback enough, I'll buy it. Uh, But, no, we wish him the very best, of course, out of DeMatha High School, Chase Young. And so the Redskins uh, picked at number two. We thought they might move out of it, but they did not. Uh, Coming up tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN and the NFL Network is going to be round number two. The news uh, from the draft that Ben uh, passed on to me momentarily, uh, moments ago rather, was that the seven teams did not have any picks. And I know it it, it stinks if you're a a fan and you're wanting your team to get better and you sit there, it's like Christmas morning, and guess what? You don't have any presents. Wait a minute, there's no name on any tags with mine? No, no presents. So the Bills did not get Any picks. The Steelers did not get any picks. The Rams did not get any picks. The Colts went without a pick in the first round. The Bears, the Bears, no pick for the Bears, no pick for the Texans. And uh, New England moved out of the first round uh, with a trade. They did not get a pick. So those teams are coming up in round two, hoping to help their team. And folks, make no mistake, the second round is where a lot of teams really can uh, improve drastically. And unfortunately, the Skins do not pick uh, in the second round unless you know something happens with Trent Williams. But they do pick in round number three, the 66th pick. And Ben has gone on record saying that the selection at 66, from what he's hearing and from what we're hearing, is going to be Chase Claypool. And you may say, who is Chase Claypool? He is a Notre Dame wide receiver that has quite a bit of hype to him. Uh, Chase Claypool is a uh, – he's from Canada. He played for Notre Dame. Uh, he played in three bowl games. He's six foot four, two 229 pounds. So he's got good size. He's 21 years of age. Um, he is somebody that uh, played in 12 games as a freshman for Notre Dame. He finished the season with five receptions for 81 yards. That year he also played special teams, which you would probably have to do with the Redskins. As a sophomore in 2017, he started 12 games recording 29 receptions for 402 yards and two touchdowns. As a junior, Claypool started 12 of 13 games for the Irish, finishing second on the team with 50 receptions for 639 and four touchdowns. So you see Claypool going up. We like that. And he was the number one receiver for the Notre Dame finally Irish his senior year. Uh 2019, he caught 66 passes for 1,037 yards and 13 touchdowns. Folks, if you catch 1,000 yards in any college season, you've really had a great year. 66 passes for Chase Claypool, a guy that has a tremendous upset upside. But I'm wondering, uh, some people say, and Ralph says as well, he might play tight end at the next level. I'm going to go off uh, on this one in a way I don't think he's the guy. Uh, and the reason I don't is we need somebody taller with some speed. Um, you know, 6'4", if we get that 6'5", six, 6'5 five, six, five guy, I, I know we talked about, you know, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, is a guy that I've circled as a guy if he's there, which I don't know if he's going to be there. But if we can get that speedy guy, I want somebody, you know, in that 6'3", in 6'4 that six, six, range, uh which he has great size, but I want somebody to to be able to stretch the field and really spread them out. And right now, I don't feel, other than McLaurin, we have that home run hitter right now. And uh, I I want that guy that can go up and really, if you don't have the height, you better have the ability to get up and go get it. And uh, so Claypool could be the pick at 66. It will be a wide receiver, folks. I promise you that. It will be a wide receiver. Could be a tight end, but more than likely he's going to be a wide receiver. We lost Jordan Reed, so now we have to fill that hole. And you keep wondering, and I had a flurry of texts this morning, and, and people, I love you guys because you, you're asking me, and I'm barely up, what's happening with tight end? What's happening? You know, What are you going to do with tight end? I wish I had the call. I really do because I feel it's a need, and they're asking me about Trent Williams. What's going to happen there? And I love the enthusiasm, but I was disappointed he didn't get moved last night. I'm hoping he gets moved today. Get Trent Williams out of here. Let's go move on, get OJ Howard to come in at tight end spot. If we can make that move and get him in here, we get a tight end. We've got that. Now we just have to get a couple receivers. If we can get a couple impact receivers in this draft combined with the running attack we have, the only question I still have is Andy Dalton. What about the red rifle? Will he come to the Redskins? Now that we have a situation with Joe Burrow, the tiger King, um, Andy Dalton said, We don't want to be, he doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to be a starter. Washington would give him that opportunity right from the start. But you wonder if that's going to happen or they're going to stand pat with the two guys we have. Folks, we do not have championship play at the quarterback spot. We've got two guys that are learning on the job. Question for you have we had enough learning on the job? Give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. What's your take? 804-327-0888 is the number. And I wonder because I just don't feel right now that we have everything we need in terms of quarterback play. I think we're filling in so many holes, but that is one that really bothers me, and that is one that uh, I am just so unsure about. It is something that is uh, continue to bother me as we move forward. The next question is, will we have a season? Some people are saying yes. Some people are saying no. Some people are wondering if uh, indeed we're going to uh, get past this fast enough for the college football season to start and the NFL season. So we certainly hope that's going to happen. And uh, that's all we can do at this point because – Um, you know, it is something that is on our mind every day in terms of just getting back to work, and we hope we certainly get back on the football side as well. I don't know if you saw last night, but ESPN announced uh, before its coverage that ESPN's Todd McShay is recovering from the coronavirus. He missed covering the NFL draft. He made a statement saying, for now, I just want to say I miss you all, my teammates at ESPN who have been incredibly supportive, my friends in the league and the fans who have made the draft what it is today. So McShay missed the draft due to the coronavirus, so it even hit ESPN. And uh, it's hit pretty much everybody, everywhere, in some form or fashion. And uh, ESPN has said that uh, McShay will be uh, recovering now, and they sent out their best wishes for him to return. But he worked so hard to prepare for the draft, and then, of course, announces uh, the day of the draft he'd be unable to be part of the coverage. So, a uh, sad note there. And also, uh, uh, we had heard uh, this morning that the brother of Dak Prescott had. Uh, uh, passed away as well we don't know the details on that um, uh, sad news there for Dak Prescott and his family we certainly sent our condolences there as uh, his brother uh, passed away and uh, just a very sad situation no cause of death at this point so uh, sad news there but we will keep you updated here on the Sports King Show we're going to take a timeout, come back, and we're going to finish out uh, the rest of the draft, talk about some sleepers and much, much more. You're listening to the Sports King on this Friday edition alongside Ben Maitland. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Andre Collins, former Washington Redskins and Super Bowl champ. You're listening to Jamie King on the Sports King. Sports 1061.
1: With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at Coastal.edu.
0: You're listening to the man who thinks that Velcro is nothing more than a rip-off. The Sports King on Sports
2: 106.1. And we continue to roll on. The Sports King Show. Thank you for joining us. Sports 106.1 Facebook Live. NFL Draft Recap. And we're now going to look at The best remaining players that will hear their name very shortly. Draft starts tonight, 7 o'clock coverage. You can hear it on Sports 1061. Of course, great job here. It's also on ESPN, also on the NFL Network. Everybody did a great job last night in a very trying time. I hope we never, ever have to do anything virtually again. I'm virtually fed up with virtual stuff. There you go. But we're doing the best we can, so it is what it is. Okay. Okay. So we're looking at the best available players. I'm going to run through some names for you um, that have not been called yet. Some guys that have stood out to me. Uh, You've got running backs. DeAndre Swift is a guy that uh, many people are looking at. Uh, 5'8", 212-pound running back, explosive running back. So you wonder, the Redskins, would they be looking at a guy like that? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, As Ben said, Chase Claypool might be the guy. Xavier McKinney. Uh, safety out of Alabama is another guy uh, people are looking at. Uh, a name that uh, is out there that could go early tonight, Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. Offensive tackle, six six, three 311 pounds. Uh, somebody's going to get this guy. He's one heck of a player. He has great strength at the point of contact. He is definitely uh, able to get to the second level. He's a great blocker, both run and pass. And he's got shorter arms, and I think sometimes – The NFL uh, discounts you if you have short arms as a tackle because you can't extend and keep guys away. So uh, he's been downgraded, but he should hear his name early in the second round. Um, Defensive tackle, uh, Russ uh, uh, Blacklock is another guy, 6'3", 290-pounder. Defensive tackle, he's a disruptor. He's a guy that knows how to uh, play off blocks. He can get to the quarterback. Uh, Russ Blacklock is a guy at 6'3", 290 pounds is a guy that uh, burgundy and gold would look good on him as well. He's a talented guy. Somebody that didn't hear his name last night, and he's one of the most productive players in college football, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Uh, he is a guy that catches catch out of the backfield. He's got great feet, a great uh, burst, and somebody's going to get quite a player with J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's a player that has gone undrafted, but the running back should be moving off the board in round number two. Uh, another name, Antoine Winfield Jr., 5'9", 203-pounder. Um, he's a safety, but you know, 5'9", he gets downgraded there, but he's a ball hawk. He's tough. He's a hard hitter. He's competitive. He's a strong uh, player, and somebody's going to get a great player in him, but he is undersized, which is one of the knocks on him. A name Ben Maitland brought up moments ago during the commercial break to me, a surprise to him and to me, a guy I wish the skins would work to get, T. Higgins. Remember the name, T. Higgins, 6'4", 216, great vertical runner. And you may say, wait a minute, T. Higgins, do we want T. Higgins? Well, folks, he averaged 18.1 yards a catch. He is a playmaking machine, a good vertical runner. Uh, He is an explosive route runner, a threat downfield. And once he gets the ball in his hands, it's over. He's gone. Uh, is that type of speed. He's a guy that can make plays all over the field, but 6'4", 216 would be perfect for the skins in terms of what he brings, but I just don't think he is going to be that guy. Uh, ben mentioned during the break as well, Aaron Rodgers, talking to Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show, that uh, the uh, Packers have not taken that first-round guy in terms of the running back or uh, wide receiver position, and uh, he wasn't shocked by what happened. But I'm telling you what, not telling your quarterback, your starting quarterback, a Hall of Famer, just out of respect, hey, we're going to take another quarterback in the first round, not not good, not good. And I think it's going to cause quite a uh, friction in that locker room, and I think Rodgers is going to be quite upset about it because he still thinks he's got time to win a championship and he wants talent around him, and putting another quarterback on the roster to take over for him is not what he's thinking in terms of that. Uh, A.J. Espenenza, the uh, – Defensive end from Iowa is another guy, 6'5", 275 pounds, strong, explosive, active, uh, guy that should hear his name very early today. The draft starts at 7 o'clock. The local kid that we've been rooting for, Yatur Gross Matos, uh, effective pass rusher, uh, strong guy, great size, 6'5", 266 from Fredericksburg, Virginia, uh, he has all of the intangibles and he should hear his name. I'm thinking in the first 15 picks today, uh, you gross Matos, uh, local young man that uh, we're definitely pulling for as an incredible backstory and look for him to go early. Uh, the guy that, uh, Ben mentioned the dolphins might take him the guy that, uh, really shocked me that didn't go as the first running back, the most active player in terms of running was Jonathan Taylor. 5'10", 226-pounder of Wisconsin. He has strength, quickness, vision, burst, everything. And I thought one of the most complete backs in the entire draft. But for some reason, I don't know, because he got so many carries, he's such a workhorse at Wisconsin, he got downgraded. He should go early in the first 10 picks of round two. But Jonathan Taylor is a guy that I was shocked did not go in round number one. But sometimes that happens. Another name of a guy I thought would go was Grant Delpit the outstanding safety from LSU, another guy which wish the Skins could get. This guy, folks, listen to this in terms of measurables. Grant Delpit is 6'3", 213 pounds, and uh, he played so well in the biggest games. He picked off seven passes over the past two seasons, has a nose for the football, can come off the edge. He's a great uh, edge rusher as well on blitzes. And the thing about it, you see this kid, he's physically fit. I mean, the kid is well-built and strong, smart, active, 6'3", 213. You get a guy like that from a safety position, Grant Delpit's going to have a great NFL career. Mark my words on that. Uh, Next up, another guy that's being looked at, Zach Bond, 6'2", 238-pounder. Great pass rusher out of Wisconsin from an outside linebacker spot. He's a guy that covers a lot of ground and a guy that isn't getting a lot of uh, first-round attention, obviously, but he should be the second or third-round guy. Zach Bond, uh, active player that really reads uh, well in terms of his coverage skills on the defensive side of the ball. Josh Jones, out of Houston, another name that should uh, be heard today. Uh, Jones is a is uh, quite an ability as far as uh, left tackle. He has uh, some misgivings in terms of his ability, but he's overcome that with his work ethic, and he's developing into a good starting tackle, good pass blocker as well. 6'5", 319. Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston, did some big things there. Trayvon Diggs, a cornerback. His name should be called today. He is a versatile guy, 6'1", 205-pounder, Nick Saban's defense. He was tough. He was great. He had good press man coverage skills. Uh, He's great at ball hawking, and he's a good tackler. Trayvon Diggs should be somebody you'll hear his name today. Um, This guy is a surprise, a guy that I think will go very early, Justin uh, Matabuke, 6'3", 293-pound defensive tackle. Remember this name, Matabuke. He's an undersized guy in some ways, but his strength and speed off the ball, I think his first step is incredible. Watching film on him, a great interior pass rusher, a guy that's going to hear his name early and be a great guy for the Skins if they can get him. I don't think it's going to happen. He'll be gone by 66 with the Redskins pick next. Uh, Jordan Elliott, another player, defensive tackle, 6'4", 302-pounder out of Missouri, uh, is also on the board. He has great hands, great power, ability to rush off uh Uh, of great spin moves that he makes. I mean, I've seen him on film, very strong at the point of contact. He's a handful. Uh, Great weight room guy as well. Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle from Missouri. Watch him. He'll go today. Now, we want to look at wide receiver. Another name the skin should look at, I wish this guy would be around, is Michael Pittman Jr., 6'4", 223 pounder from USC. Uh, Great hands, uh, great size. He's tough. Uh, Does great things with the ball in his hands after the catch. Uh, He's fast enough vertically, does a good job of adjusting to over-the-shoulder throws. He's a guy that on tape, you watch him, you're impressed with what he does. So you wonder, is Pittman going to be around at 66? Uh, Many people think he'll be gone by then. What do the skins need to do today? They need to try to get on that phone early and often, try to work a deal Get Trent Williams out of here. Hopefully by the time 7 o'clock comes tonight, we'll hear that Trent Williams is on the move. O.J. Howard is coming in from Tampa Bay. Trent Williams and the entire debacle with him is over. We're done with the Trent Williams saga. We don't need it anymore. We don't want it. The last thing Ron Rivera needs is a cloud hanging over our heads as far as a guy that doesn't want to be here. We only want guys that want to be here. So uh, that's the situation. Cole Komet is a guy, uh, another guy you want to watch out for, He is a tight end, 6'6", 262. Uh, Big hands, big body, uh, catches the ball well, uh, has shown flashes. Uh, You wonder if the Skins would look at him. I don't know if he's going to be around at 66, but he's a good player. But I take Thaddeus Moss as my guy. Uh, Of course, Moss coming off the foot surgery, but uh, the son of Randy Moss uh, had a great year at – LSU. So those are just some of the names. Uh, of course, Jake Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia, still on the board. Uh, Logan Wilson uh, is a guy, the inside linebacker from Wyoming, had a great year. Uh, Jalen Johnson is another guy, a cornerback. Uh, so uh, out of Utah, six foot, 193 pounder, strong guy. So those are some of the names. But the big situation for the Redskins, I want you to watch this. 66, if they don't make another move today, They have got to address wide receiver. So you heard it here this morning, and when you watch this tonight, you'll say, hey, he said that this morning. They're taking tight end wide receiver. It's going to be wide receiver. It's got to be somebody. I don't know if Chase Claypool is the answer. I do know he's somebody under consideration. He may be the guy there. But if they could get somebody else immediately to come in and help that passing attack in Washington, we need somebody that can be a playmaker, not just a guy that's out there. Uh, lately, we've had guys, and uh, use this term all the time when I coach, we've got some guys offensively that couldn't play dead in a Western, and uh, they're that bad. And right now we need guys that are performers, not guys that are just guys. And you know I use the term on the show all the time, he's just a guy. We don't just need guys to fill out uniforms. We need guys that when they put a uniform on, can make plays and make things happen. So uh, just my take there. But it's exciting that we got it number two. Uh, Chase Young, a guy that could really, in my opinion, is going to be the greatest Redskins pick since uh, Sean Taylor, the great Sean Taylor. And uh, boy, do we miss him. But Chase Young, I think, is going to be that big a difference maker on the defensive line for the Redskins. So they had to stay there with a guy that has so much upside. And we thank uh, thank Mo Gibson, our special guest in Hour 1, um, talking about the training of Chase Young and all the things he does well and all the things he might need to work on. But uh, we did get number two. Many people think a guy that is the best player in the draft, period. And I've gone on record saying that uh, he definitely is. Isaiah Simmons is a guy I think is going to have a great career. Arizona got a steal there. So that's going to be interesting to see how he develops. But uh it all started with the tiger king folks remember if you watch the tiger king show you're going to see joe burrow all over cincinnati you're going to see tiger king the new tiger king with joe burrow with the mullet it's going to be a thing my producer ben Maitland's working on my tiger king uh, i don't know how that would work i don't know i don't think the mullet would be good for me so ben no not going to do it okay ben's not going to do that so anyway uh, I guess there's only one Tiger King. He's in Cincinnati you now. You cannot be serious! We cannot be serious, exactly. The other uh, Tiger King, Joe Exotic, is doing hard time right now. And uh, it's going to be tough for Joe Burrow for a while, too. Not as hard as Joe Exotic, by any means. Anyway, folks, be kind to one another. Love one another. Call one another. Look in, for, look in on your neighbors, your friends, your family. Uh, if you can supply anybody with extra, please do. Uh, also donate blood if you can to the Red Cross dire need for that and it was a great week with great interviews we thank you so much from uh, bottom of my heart for joining us on the show and uh, we had a great week we look forward to having another great week next week one step closer to where we want to be you guys enjoy the draft tonight thank you for joining us on the show for Ben Maitland. I'm the sports king Jamie King and we'll see you thank you for joining us Jim Rome is up next